and welcome to Education Passport. I'm Emma Russo. And I'm Alice Roots. Each episode, we will bring you interviews and discussions with international educators. Our aim is to speak to teachers from around the world to learn about what they're doing in their classrooms and hopefully inspire you along the way. Each month, we will also discuss some of the big education news stories from around the world. So here is our roundup from March. So this is an article from earlier in February from The Economist about schools in Oklahoma and where they've come up with this initiative to save money because there is no money for education in Oklahoma. And they've gone from a five-day week to a four-day week to solve the problem of there being no teachers because they're all leaving just to pop over the border to Arkansas or Texas where they're paid better. Well, that definitely appeals to me. Going to Arkansas. <laughs> no. <laughs> Working a four-day week. It does. Uh, And they don't think that, well, the article says that they don't think it's really impacted on the children's education. In fact, the study group of um, eight-year-olds thought it was much better to have a four-day week. Unsurprising, really. Yeah, I don't think they should have, (laughs) perhaps they should have asked. Well, actually, I think older students would probably think that too. But they were saying that teachers are having to run more than one job, so they're also walking, working in Walmart or they're working as waitresses, waiters, which isn't something we, you really come across in the UK. But I feel like in Mean Girls that happens. <laughs> she was working in the mall, isn't it she? Does. And then she also says she works somewhere else. I had a maths teacher who worked in the nightclub in our local town, we found out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, maybe that's happened in the UK. I didn't think it was. But I don't. I don't know if you're allowed to have multiple jobs. Yeah. Especially if they clash with your full-time job. I don't know. But it is astonishing that some people are having to work those extra shifts and extra hours elsewhere when they're clearly a needed resource. Yeah, and I think if it goes, I mean, the state I think is in a lot of problems anyway. In that there's just no money for prisons or highways. Not it's not just schools that are suffering, but they seem to have come up with this solution. No teachers left that want to teach there. I would be up for a four-day week. <laughs> you, you already do a four-day week. Yeah, true. <laughs> I just mean without having to feel guilty about doing a four-day week and the fact that it had been like state. Yeah. Um, but then I suppose if you are, if your salary is being cut by a fifth and it's not your choice. Yes. If true. that's what's happening. Yeah. Then that's quite difficult. It brings up that uh, question, which I feel comes up a lot, which is. Like what is the point of education? Because there will be a lot of parents who are left in the lurch and a lot of parents will kind of think, oh my gosh, I've not got, like, I need to get childcare for that day. And But actually, if you're still able to achieve the same educational outcomes, then is it the state's respons- responsibility to look after the kids? Or actually, if they're having the same outcomes, actually, the parents just need to kind of lump it. Yeah, I feel like whenever teachers go on strike in the UK, that's the first thing is you get angry yeah. parents on the news <laughs> saying they've had to take a day off work. But here it just says, administrators note the children are be- better behaved. Parents seem to appreciate having an extra day for doctor's appointments. That might have been one parent who said that was useful. But <laughs> My admin. Yeah, they yeah. don't seem to have picked up on the fact that it's a problem. Yeah, they do say about Teach for America, because that's I guess that's one of the three ways that people are trying to, Teach for is trying to solve that problem. There'd not be enough teachers in an area to go and put more teachers into an area. Yeah. But it's usually unpopular with teachers' unions. In Oklahoma, though, they are welcomed with open arms. So there <laughs> I we can go. imagine. If yeah. Really if they've got not enough teachers and are cutting the school day. Definitely. So. Well, I think one of the reasons that I know that you and I would not go and work in America is because of what's been on the news about arming teachers. It is just unbelievable how frequent school shootings are. And they're going on every week and we don't even hear about them unless they reach a critical number of casualties. And there is obviously that rhetoric of we should be giving teachers guns to protect their classrooms. 
um, which fills me with a deep horror, actually, <laughs> because I don't think it comes under any sort of teacher description. I don't think in any way it comes under what your responsibility is as an educator. You obviously want to make sure when kids are learning that they are safe, but you're not in any sort of law enforcement, any sort of defence. And I can't believe that there's, as Trump said, as many retired military people working as teachers or like ex-military. Did you hear that? No, he was I report- he, was report- he was reported as saying basically like, let's equip this, I don't know, some percentage of teachers who are ex-military I mean, that's so specific that that presumes that every school has a certain amount of people who are ex-military and know how to handle a weapon safely. And then it's how does that actually translate when someone comes into the school? Do they have to run into that situation? Is that their job? Is that their duty? And actually, it's not dealing with the root cause of the problem, is it? No, exactly. I think as a teacher, you would protect your pupils, but you wouldn't actively, mm. you wouldn't put it up. I mean, and that would be only when you were put into that situation. That would yeah. be your instinct. But I wouldn't want to go into work thinking, oh, today I might have to pick up a gun and run out and try and actively. And you're still going to be firing on a student. You, It's going to be someone you know, probably, in the school. Yeah, it seems to be that, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you have any sort of lockdown procedure at your school? No, we do have an evacuation because we're ne- next to a big landmark. So mm-hmm. that could be a target. But no one's ever okay. spoken about anything like that before. So we have a lockdown procedure and we do a drill. So like we do a fire drill. I'm going to take it seriously in the sense that you would do that if something happened and I think it's better to be prepared but it would be obviously it would be absolutely terrifying in reality and I can't imagine working somewhere like the US where that is a constant threat or would be a constant feature in your mind and being in your classroom if someone you know you you would have that wouldn't you you would know well if someone's going to come through that door you can't know actually how you would respond but I think you would have already mapped out ideas in your head I don't know how you could not with it being such a constant threat. Yeah. Well, I don't know where they would get the money from, from what we've just discussed, yeah. to arm teachers, to train teachers to use guns, unless this delusional idea that there's all these ex-military people mm. working there. But And as they've said, it's not the answer to put more guns in a school environment, because if they're in the room, then you've got that possibility that anyone could get hold of it. Yeah. response on Twitter and across social media from lots of teachers has been amazing because it's not actually solving the root of the problem and they're questioning, well, suddenly if there's all this money potentially available for arming teachers, then where's the money for everything that they're actually in need of? Yeah. So, I mean, like teachers... The fifth day of the week. <laughs> yes. Where's the money for that? <laughs> in Oklahoma, absolutely. So if you look up hashtag arm me with, you see amazing things of people posting that, you know, that they want food for lunches. They want, I've seen someone put, they want just tissues for their classroom for kids to be able to use they want pens pencils they want textbook they want money to be able to go on school trip you know just very basic things that schools are without and actually if there is money then that's what we need to be equipping people with and obviously if you're equipping people with education if you're equipping them with a sort of very moving post of someone who'd put counsellors and mental health yeah. resources if you're putting money into that then surely that's going to be tackling more of the root problem it's not going to take away all school shootings but it's going to help people deal with issues, maybe in a way that stops them from get, reaching a point where they might be doing that terrible thing. And then outside of education, it just feels like actually the gun thing is nothing to do with the education system. No, it's not the school environment or anything in the school environment as such that makes that happen, makes those events yeah. occur. It's something in society. And things like that happen in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. People going, but they, they don't have guns. It's the capability it's, of the weapon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
And we don't want to sit on our high horse like there is obviously knife crime and there are serious social issues. But if you don't have that level of weaponry, then you cannot achieve the same level of damage. I think it's time for a story that's a bit more uplifting, Emma. Yes. So one of my favourite things I've seen in a while, actually, but um, I saw it on BBC News this week, but was a story about a teacher um, who's called Richard Okoto and he is from Kumasi in Ghana and he teaches his students about computer technology without any computers so it is worth having a look and seeing uh, because his post got shared around social media especially on Facebook a lot and he does these amazing full-on blackboard and chalk drawings of computer screens and the things that pop up in an effort to make his students computer literate without computers the passion that that takes and the dedication is phenomenal and he clearly must love his subjects and believe in wanting to equip his students with that power of computing technology that access to that knowledge so that they can I guess compete in a in a digital age and it was very heartwarming because an entrepreneur shared it with Microsoft and they are going to equip him with an actual computer so he can teach his kids which is very nice and heartwarming and just kind of you want more stories like that yes (laughs) definitely definitely Thanks for listening. And if anything has caught your interest that you'd like us to cover, or if you know about something really interesting going on in your part of the world, then please, please get in touch with us. You can get in touch on Twitter at edpassport or on Instagram at educationpassport. Until next time.